Welcome to the UPL Australia podcast series. UPL is a leader in global food systems and is now one of the top five agricultural solutions companies worldwide with market access to 90% of the world's food basket and focused on ushering in growth and progress for the complete agricultural network, including farmers, distributors, suppliers and innovation partners. Through our hashtag Open Ag initiative, we want to build an open agriculture network that feeds sustainable growth for all, no limits, no borders. We are creating a network that changes the way a whole industry thinks and works, opening it all up to new ideas, new ways, new answers. We hope these podcasts will inspire you and open your mind to new ideas and new ways of dealing with the current challenges faced by everyone in Australian agriculture. Here's your host, Sam Edmund. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UPL podcast. Today, we're joined by two brothers. Well, we think they're related anyway. We'll let you be the judge. We're chatting to Anthony and Bernie Lehman, one in Victoria, one in South Australia. We'll start with you, Bernie. Where do we find you at the moment? Uh, Sam, I'm, uh, I'm on the farm at the moment at a little town, near a little town called Peebinga, and Peebinga is east of Adelaide, right near the Victorian border. So you're fifth generation, aren't you? Fifth generation farmers. What do you got going on the property at the moment? No, Lemo steered you in the wrong tree there. That's, we are the fourth generation. <laughs> <laughs> My son's the fifth generation. He's been here for a while, but he's, uh, he's in Melbourne at the moment. So uh, we grow wheat, barley, cereal rye, um, legumes, and also run a, a, a mob of uh, around 2,500 breeding ewes. So you've stuck with the, the family profession, as it were. Your brother, you just mentioned him, Limo, went in a very, very different path. Welcome to you, Limo. Hello, Sam. Wonderful to be with you. Yeah, it is safe to say that with three older brothers and an older sister, I just didn't warm to the uh, farming life. Uh, like Bernie, <laughs> like a duck to water, and it just, you know, it just never quite worked out for me, the farming life. I, I went to boarding school in the city and was taken in by the convenience of everything at my fingertips <laughs> and the fact that there were no snakes around every or spiders or bugs or dirt or anything like that, or hard work for that matter. So uh, I was happy to not follow in Bernie's footsteps on the farm. Mum and Dad dropped him off at boarding school and we never saw him again. <laughs> How useless was he, Bernie, back then where you were growing up on the farm? And if you took to it like a duck to water, what was he like? Well, honestly, I don't remember him participating too much in farm activities. Um, he used to love playing football and cricket, and that was a bit of a pain because we were the ones that had to uh, kick the football to him or bowl the ball at him. So uh, it, when he left and uh, went to boarding school, that was great because then we didn't have to do all those chores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hopeless, Sam, and... But also, Dad really embraced how much I didn't like it because whenever I came home from boarding school for an exit weekend or a time off boarding school, Dad would make me do the absolute worst jobs on the farm, picking stumps, drenching sheep, uh, fencing, whatever it was, and Dad would always say to me as I was doing it and hating it, he would say, if you don't study hard, you'll be doing this shit for the rest of your life. And it was good motivation for me. Hey, nothing wrong with a bit of tough love, Limo. So, Bernie, while your brother or one of your brothers was off chasing fame and fortune in the big smoke, 
We obviously read and hear and see a lot about the impact of droughts and fires has on farm life, but COVID-19 obviously has turned our world upside down. What effect has it had on your day-to-day life there on the property? Oh, look, our day-to-day life on the property really hasn't changed too much with COVID at all. Uh, We're so lucky to to be living rural and living on our own property. Um, I mean... Anything that we have to um, to go to town for or get delivered is essential services. So um, COVID hasn't actually interfered with our farming, um, what we do on our property at all. Um, probably the main thing it's interfered with is the price uh, of, uh, some of the, some of our commodities. So barley has taken a bit of a hit because of, uh, uh, because of COVID. And uh, and the um, and the wool price has taken a big hit as well, um, but um, red meat and uh, and grains are okay. And so, uh, really, we haven't been affected too much, other than not being able to see our children and grandchildren, I guess. Yeah, I was just going to touch on that actually, Bernie, because one thing us city folk admire about you, country folk, is that real sense of community where you live and how strong it is from everything from the sporting clubs to, you know, the bingo halls to the pub to everything. But obviously that's been affected as well. What's it been like living in a pretty remote part of the world with COVID, aside from the, the farm, of course? Uh, yeah, well, it's changed, uh, changed what we do in our local community for sure because any um, any uh, sporting bodies are, are shut for the year, like the football uh, decided not to go ahead and the netball and... Uh, and different things, and then as you get into the the Riverland area, um, I think there's some of the junior football still going, but uh, uh, junior football and netball and uh, hockey and stuff like that. But the the, the biggest stuff, the football, and, uh, all shut down for the year, so it's made a big difference. Um, uh, a lot of people my age have, uh, have been heavily involved in football clubs and and different sporting bodies, and um, they're more or less having a year off but without much else to do. Mm. And Limo, it's amazing how isolated you can feel in a city of, capital city, of millions and millions of people. What's it been like for you? You're a young, you're a young father. You've got to keep, what, a three-year-old amused as well with no playgrounds on offer. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've trained him well, though, Sam. We walk past the playground and they have, you know, the equivalent police tape around the playgrounds with big signs saying it's closed and all the swings are tied together. And every time we walk past, my son's a bit disappointed. And I said to him the other day, I said, do you know why it's closed? And he said, yeah, because of the government. <laughs> I thought, well, we're injecting a good bit of cynicism into him uh, at the age of three. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is challenging, Sam, and you're going through the same thing, I know. But, you know, no pub, no footy, uh, no grandparents. Uh, you can't catch up with your mates. It's, uh, it, is, it can be quite isolating but we've made the best of it uh as a family certainly Kel my wife and the little fella laddie you know we've we're bonded and to be fair the first time round we really enjoyed lockdown yeah. I know it was that's not a popular thing to say but it was really quite an enjoyable experience because it was so different the second time around it's becoming a bit of a drag to be honest with you um but thankfully, kindergarten is still open. So the little we get a reprieve from the young fella a few 
three days a week, which is nice. <laughs> you, you are right, though. Yeah. One of the one of the silver linings, and it's probably the same for Bernie too, is that you're spending more time together as a family, aren't you? Because you're almost forced to, so you're getting to do those things together. You know, the board games come out, and all those games mm. that are gathering dust on the shelf that you never you never did as a family, but now you find yourself doing. Yeah, correct. That's right. Um, it, it's been interesting because uh, my uh, my wife Kay and I we live out here on the property uh, on our own, and we have a nephew working for us at the moment. And so none of that's really changed too much for us. But uh, when the when the when uh, the rules loosened up a bit, we had the kids out here uh, and the grandkids, and uh, yeah, some really good bonding time, probably a little bit more so than uh, than beforehand. And I guess one of the reasons we wanted to get you guys on as well, Limo, for the UPL podcast is the importance of a laugh has, has never been as high as it is now in light of everything that's going on, particularly for those who are doing it tough in Melbourne and Victoria at the moment. When did your path into comedy start? Did it start there on the farm besides Bernie, a, 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 a fish out of water, so to speak, or did it come later? Well, I feel like I grew up in an environment that where, you know, jokes and joke telling and having a laugh were always a big part of my life. And I can remember being a very young kid at our local football club and just going around and telling jokes to groups of people at our football club. Because I reckon I was doing that when I was seven, eight years old. But that sort of that sort of relaxed Aussie attitude and the that irreverent uh, approach to life, I feel like was a big part of the community where I grew up. So I feel like comedy has always been a part of my life. And, you know, my m- parents were always joke tellers of varying quality, uh, <laughs> as were most of my siblings, I think, So, and most of the people I grew up with. Uh, so comedy and having a laugh was always, is you know, really forefront of my mind when I remember sort of growing up in that community. And Bernie, lots of people listening to this are obviously in your lifestyle. They're out there on the on the farm. How do you look to lighten the mood or find some brevity in the situation at the moment? Where do you turn to and how do you stay in touch with those that are closest to you? Well, I guess social media does a fair bit of uh, staying in touch. Um, uh, Twitter is the uh, is the one uh, that I use uh, just to, to stay in touch with um, friends and, and business. Um but uh, yeah, yeah, the lighter side of things. It, it's always uh, it's nice to get together and have a yarn with your mates and uh, and see the funny side of anything, you know, including you know very expensive stuff ups occasionally on the property. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's not difficult to have a hundred thousand dollar breakdown at times. So uh, so uh, and that's uh, uh, that is a machinery breakdown, of course. So um, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta laugh sometimes. And when this is all over, you get Limo back there on the property to roll the sleeves up surely just for a bit of comedic uh, value i wouldn't be overly keen on that but uh, you know if it, a shovel or something like that would be fine yep no problem hey limo daryl 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 famously dug a hole limo so you'd be at home there <laughs> you don't want to let me near any equipment sam i take every year i go home around Christmas time, and I take my son out to the farm, who's now, he'll be four this year, so I think this will be the third year we've done it, and I get him to, I get Bernie to take him out, because he loves the equipment, he three, four-year-old boy does. So I get him out there, and Bernie takes him for a spin, but I can tell you right now, his dad's not taking him for a spin in any of that equipment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be responsible for $100,000 stuff up. 
So I'll let Bernie float up the young fella in the header, the tractor, and he can enjoy that. But my lad, he loves it. Absolutely loves it. Yeah, there is a wonderment when it comes to looking at that big farming equipment as a little tucker. No doubt about that. Guys, it's been great to have a laugh with you. Much needed uh, on the UPL podcast. We appreciate you joining us at a, a tricky time. We know you're both busy and navigating this crazy world we live in at the moment. So, Bernie, Anthony Lehman, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks very much, Sam. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, making us all visible. Uh, thank you, Sam. Much appreciated, mate. Well, great to hear from the two brothers, Anthony Limo Lehman, of course, and his brother, Bernie. Thanks for listening to you too, to the UPL podcast. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to Shanna Wan from Sober in the Country and Warren Davies, The Unbreakable Farmer. I'm Sam Edmund. Join me again on the UPL Australia podcast. Thanks for listening to the UPL Australia hashtag open ag podcast. UPL is a leader in global food systems and we're proud to be in the top five agricultural solutions companies worldwide in over 130 countries. UPL has market access to 90% of the world's food basket and is focused on ushering in growth and progress for the complete agricultural value chain, including growers, distributors, suppliers and innovation partners. UPL offers an integrated portfolio for various arable and horticultural crops, including biological, crop protection, seed treatment and post-harvest solutions, covering the entire crop value chain. For more information on how UPL can help you, simply Google UPL Australia to visit our website.